Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. Sean from Trek Culture here. Today, we are going to go through 10 TV shows and movies that are currently in development for Star Trek or maybe in development. There's going to be a little bit of unconfirmed. There's going to be a bit of confirmed going on here. Remember, everyone, whatever you think about some of the shows that are at the moment, try and keep comments respectful. Um, and if you can't, I will bet four quatloods on the newcomer. Let's jump into it. Here are 10 Star Trek TV shows and movies that are currently in production or up in the air. Number 10, of course, is Star Trek Discovery Season 4. Now, this one is a given. We know this is happening. It's filming away at the moment. Now, Doug Jones confirmed on Twitter, which is music to our ears that he is filming season four as well that's good because it allays some of the fears that the season finale of season three that hope is you part two set up because he's gone off to Kaminar with Sukal which puts Burnham in the captain's chair now on that Kurtzman and Michelle Paradise have in fact talked about that their long-term game plan was always that by the end of season three, Michael would be in the chair. And they've also confirmed that from this point on, it will be 32nd century Star Trek. They're not going back. We're not gonna do a big undo button. I know there was some theorizing on our part about that, but sure, listen, tis not gonna stop us theorizing again in the future. All the main cast are coming back, which is obviously great to hear. We're gonna have Oded Ferris back as Admiral Vance. We're getting David Cronenberg back. Again, has a character name, doesn't matter. His name is David Cronenberg. That's the main thing. And David Ajala is gonna be back as Buck as well. So it's it's good news for Star Trek Discovery season four. No word yet on when it's gonna be arriving. Picking a number out of the air, it's gonna be probably 2022 at this stage. Now that brings us up to season two of Star Trek Picard. Now that one hasn't started filming as of recording this video, but it is slated to start filming in February 2021 and run until about July or June of 2021. That's according to Jonathan Frakes, who is of course returning to direct. So we have a new showrunner, and his name is Terry Matalas. And he has obviously worked on other stuff. He was working on MacGyver as well, the reboot of it. Now that is because Michael Shabon, now we knew this for a while, he was gonna step away from showrunning duties, but he is staying on as an executive producer and a writer. So we're not losing them all together, which is great. All the main cast are coming back again, except Harry Treadaway as Narek won't be back for this season. Jerry Ryan is confirmed to return, but as a guest star, so 
don't know how long we're going to get her for, don't know what kind of size role it's going to be. Obviously, the end of season one hinted at a relationship between Rafi and Seven. Whether this gets explored uh, any more deeply or not, again, it sort of remains to be seen. Now, Patrick Stewart said that there is going to be a new human element to this season, which he wasn't allowed to talk about. Now, going back a couple of years, you had Robert Picardo talking about potentially appearing on season two of the show. Now, again, that's a bit up in the air. May happen, may not happen. You know, it could be Zimmerman, it could be the holographic doctor. We don't know. It would be absolutely lovely to see. However, LeVar Burton hinted at an appearance on the show. Now, in Star Trek Picard canon, Geordi was in charge of the entire Mars effort. That seems like a story that absolutely should be explored. So, fingers crossed, that human element is the return of Geordi LaForge. Keeping with the Season 2 theme, going into Lower Decks Season 2 then, I think it's... I, w I won't say it's a universally loved first season of a show, but by God is it nearly a universally loved first season of Star Trek Lower Decks. It, it really captured the balance of humor and Easter eggs, of which there was a lot. And going into season two, Mike McMahon has said they're not doing a reset button. It is gonna pick up where season one left off, which means Brad Boimler is still on the USS Titan. Now, Jonathan Frakes is returning as Riker, but unfortunately, as it, it seems at the moment that we're not getting Marina Sirtis back, Mike McMahon said that apparently the stories just didn't go that way. So I don't know, that could be, you know, an indication that we don't spend a lot of time on the Titan. But of course, remains to be seen. Now, one thing that season one was criticized for was that it was the only Star Trek series of 2020 that didn't feature any LGBTQIA plus characters. So Mike McMahon did address that. He said that Mariner was always intended to be bisexual and it just wasn't explicitly stated in the show. Now, listen, that could be a case of, oh, but she always was. But no, I, t I tend to take him at his word for this one. He, he actually suggested that both Mariner and Tendi are gonna get more storylines together in season two. Whether that is a reference to Mariner's sexuality, who knows? Uh, like that, all returning casts and there's hints of more legacy characters coming back. In fact, Mike McBann said that you might see them, but in ways that you don't expect. Now, this is neither confirming nor denying anything, but Lycian Naff, who played Sonia Gomez in season two of Star Trek The Next Generation, said on a podcast back last year that she was going to arrive in season two of uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. However, all reporting of that has been pulled. So I am just reporting on the reporting of that reporting, okay? Could be something, could be nothing, but that's an example of potentially a legacy character coming back. Lower Decks is on production. Uh, thankfully, it didn't get hit as hard with the pandemic as the live action shows. So should be here 2021, hopefully. That brings us to the new series of Star Trek Prodigy. The internet lost its collective when Kate Mulgrew was revealed as returning as Captain Janeway in this animated show. Now this is geared more toward younger audiences, but showrunners Kevin and Dan Hageman actually have experience already in writing 
for a young audience, but still managing to put in enough content that the adult audience are going to enjoy it as well. Now, it's understandable if, say, whenever the pilot drops, we kind of see, uh-oh, this is a bit of a kiddie thing. But of course, we don't know yet because we haven't seen anything. There's nothing confirmed. Uh, we do know that production, as in recording on season one, has completed. Mulgrew confirmed that. And season two is due to start recording kind of around February. So again, that is a positive because animated shows are not getting hit as hard by the pandemic as the live action shows are. Uh, the animation style here, it's gonna be CGI as opposed to the more traditional animation of Lower Decks. So really looking forward to some of the first images shown and also really looking forward to seeing how Captain Janeway features in the show as by the time Star Trek Nemesis came along, she was already a vice admiral. So we'll see, we'll see. Next one up then is the one that a lot of people are most excited for and it's Star Trek Strange New Worlds. So we have Anson Mount returning as Captain Pike, we have Ethan Peck back as Spock and we have Rebecca Romaine back as number one, Una. Now that's it in terms of casting so far. The ship, the Enterprise, obviously delighted to see it. We've seen little just snippets and I do mean snippets here in those Paramount Peak TV spots. We've seen Pike climbing the mountain and Spock <laughs> about to amputate a poor puppet's arms. They seem to be having fun with it. Now, we know about this so far that it has not yet started filming. It's going to follow a more optimistic, episodic approach, something closer to the original series, but there will be serialized character arcs, maybe more so than, than other stories. The field is completely open wide on this one. There's a seven year time gap between the end of Discovery season two, the battle with control, and Pike's accident that puts him in the chair. So potentially that means there's a seven season order, depending on what way they split up the stories. There's any which way they can go with this. And of course, with time travel, alternate universes, they can do anything they want, depending on how successful the show is. However, judging by online excitement and I'll just be straight with you, judging by my own excitement, I feel this show is going to go well. Okay, so please, I really hope this statement doesn't age badly. We start to move into kind of murkier, unconfirmed territory here with section 31. So if you go back about a year, this was 100% done deal. This is happening. It's going into production after season three of Discovery. Season three of Discovery has come and gone and it's not gone into production yet. Michelle Yeoh spoke about this in an interview recently where she spoke about where Giorgio has been left off. Now, stepping through the Guardian of Forever, she could arrive anywhere in time really, but we pretty much know it's going to be within the realms of, you know, 23rd century. It would be cool to see her interacting with, you know, potentially Picard era, but I think, no, it's, it's far more likely that she will end up back 23rd century. There was originally talk of Ash Tyler being in the show. That may still be the case. I uh, can't see anything confirmed online about it so far, but if that's the case, presumably it'll be set at that time. Uh, it seems to be, obviously this will be serialized. You will have, you know, Terran Giorgio with a new appreciation for life in general, really. And <laughs> Michelle Yeoh made a joke during this interview. We assume it's a joke, but she's a brilliant engineer. She's the kind of person that will probably see a schematic of 32nd century tech 
and just nip that back along into the 23rd century and give her this huge technological advantage. Nothing is confirmed about this. Unfortunately, it's all up in the air. It is the most confirmed of the unconfirmed projects though. So keep checking back on this channel here. We will bring you updates if and when they come in. The next two entries on this list are actually kind of mashed together because they're both TV projects. They're both unconfirmed and yet they've both received quite a lot of press. Now the first one is one that got its genesis all the way back in 1968 and it's the Starfleet Academy series. So in 1968, Gene Roddenberry stands in front of a convention and says, I have this idea. It's Starfleet Academy, it's Kirk and Spock, how they met when they were younger and the adventures that unravel then. Now, we've seen that story in J.J. Abrams' 2009 Star Trek. So arguably, does it need to be told again? Jury's out on that one. Um, it would be a good way to step into the show but I would be worried myself that it, it's just it's just well-worn ground. So if it's just a blank slate Starfleet Academy, we don't know the characters in it, that I feel would probably be the right way to go. Now, Stephanie Savage and Josh Schwartz, who worked on Gossip Girl, Dynasty and Runaways, are slated to be creating this show. Now, again, must say all of this unconfirmed asterisks, hashtags, whatever, but Based on the work they've done, that looks like a good couple to be in charge of running this show, if it is in fact about this younger, maybe teenage audience. There was another version of this show back in the 80s when producer Harv Bennett, who was really responsible for kind of saving the franchise by working with Nicholas Meyer on Wrath of Khan. Then you have, of course, Search for Spock, Voyage Home, Final Frontier, love it or hate it, it exists. It's one of the longest gestating series of them all. We will bring you every little bit of news as it comes in on this one. Now, the other show, the one that is written, it is a three-part series that is written, is called SETI Alpha 5. This would detail the years between Space Seed, which showed the introduction of Khan, and Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, which of course was the end of Khan. Nicholas Meyer wrote this and it is very much ready to go. He believes it is a fantastic story and of course there is so much potential story to be told there. But he said it's in you know development hell if you like at the moment because the he suspects the absorbent cost for just a three-part series might be too much for the studio to take on. Now that interview came about about a year ago so it's still a little bit up in the air but that one seems like it's potentially the closest to being ready to go into production you already have a legacy character there nicholas meyer of course wrath of khan and undiscovered country so the man knows what he's at that is something we would really like to see as i say on everyone here every single bit of confirmation update i get on that i will bring straight to you guys we move back into the movies now, and there is the long-discussed, but yet-to-be-seen, Quentin Tarantino-directed film. Now, there might be some of you going, oh, he's not directing that, and that's been debunked and everything. Although, Tarantino himself has discussed this movie. He said he wants to do something with Kirk, that William Shatner was always his way into Star Trek. He has met with J.J. Abrams to discuss doing a film, 
He said he really liked what Chris Pine brought to the character as well. He hinted, and this will be included in, the link to this will be included in the article that this video is based on, that there was a possibility they could have Chris Pine and William Shatner together on screen. Now, if you go back to when this was first announced, you had everyone who had ever been in Star Trek kind of putting their hands up to go, I want to be involved in this. Carl Urban called the script bananas, <laughs> which I'm totally on board with. And screenwriter Mark Smith uh, has completed the script, uh, has worked with Tarantino on getting it ready. They said that they have done past tense some really fun things with Kirk in the script. So there you go, unconfirmed slash seems to come from the screenwriter's mouth, Kirk will feature in this film. They mentioned as well that they would like to go back and visit the planet from a piece of the action, which was of course mobster base world, and it was a very different look for Star Trek at the time. Now, Tarantino has since you know hinted it might be on pause or he's moving away from it or or that he might not direct it. Now that doesn't say he's not going to be involved, just that he might move away from the director's chair. Uh, he took a couple of friendly digs at Simon Pegg as well, because for a while Simon Pegg was very much involved in the production of certainly Star Trek Beyond, and maybe not so much Star Trek IV. Now, but at the moment, Simon Pegg himself says he doesn't know what's going on, nobody knows what's going on. So who knows? Who knows? Though I will say one thing. Tarantino said in an interview that if he is going to do this, he doesn't get the whole prime Kelvin universe divide. He said it to J.J. Abrams. He said, you know, what's going on here? No, he doesn't want to undo all of the past of Star Trek, which suggests he wants to work in the prime universe or potentially he might be the one to find a way to marry the two. So look, it's all speculation, but we will link those interviews into this article. Watch this space, watch this space. And the last project that we're going to discuss today is Noah Hawley's Star Trek IV. Now, Noah Hawley said at the beginning of this, I want to make it clear that he said they were this close to going into production. Now, he also said that until you're out the gate, this doesn't really mean very much in Hollywood. And you know what? That makes sense. I get that. Until you kind of start production, until you basically spend money, nothing's guaranteed. Even then, nothing's guaranteed. The issue seems to be with this is that while they were working on the pitch and the script for this, basically Paramount and Viacom, they kind of changed hands a little bit and, you know, people moved roles and the new bigwigs weren't massively interested in the direction Hawley was going to go with his film. Now he was doing blank slate, new characters, no Kirk, no Picard. It was going to be a new way of following the story. Now he was showrunner on Fargo, which is a sequel to the 1996 film. But in his own words, if you start watching the pilot, you'll be like, these are, these aren't the same universe. And that was kind of how he was going to approach his Star Trek film. So who's to say? It will be very interesting. Now, one thing he did say as well is that it's been a little bit embarrassing that Star Trek Beyond came out in 2016, and since then there's been a lot of false starts on Star Trek IV. Of course, you had Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth were both involved, then they pulled out over salary negotiations, then they might be back in, then Chris Pine was saying, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here for it, I really want to be involved in Star Trek 4, and we have every reason to take him on his word there. So with all those false starts, Star Trek 4 kept not happening, kept not happening, 
kept not happening. And in that time, we've had three seasons of Discovery, one season of Picard, one season of Lower Decks, two seasons of Star Trek Short Treks. The TV show is starting to make the film franchise look a little bad. So that, he reckons, potentially has played into why it's just kind of been shunted to the side. Now, it, there is a script there. Noah Hawley seems to be very gung-ho in going for it. So much like the Tarantino film, it is not dead until it's dead. We will bring you updates if and when they come in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.